The Ashkip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. Right now, we're going to find out what's happening very soon. Apparently, after 9 o'clock, there is going to be another update about what's happening with lockdown, whether or not it's going to be extended, whether or not uh, these little snap lockdowns are going to be the norm. We don't know. The new norm. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Paul Griffin joins us now. G'day, Paul. Mate, it's, um, what, what do you reckon? If you're, if you're a betting man, do you reckon we're going to go into a longer lockdown? Look, it really depends on the case numbers today and tomorrow, but if I was a betting man, I'd say there's a really good chance that we will have to extend that. I think the number of cases we saw yesterday and the uh, issues with uh, the PA hospital at the moment, I think it's uh, unlikely we'll get the results we need today to be able to get out of it tomorrow afternoon. And, uh, I mean, the Courier-Mail's already calling it. They're saying it's almost a certainty Hmm. that it's going to be a lockdown. But are you expecting it to be... uh, further than just the greater Brisbane area, southeast Queensland, like how far do you think it might extend? Again, it really just uh, depends on the numbers. And, you know, if we start to see cases in those other areas, then it makes sense to extend it to there. I think with, uh, you know, what's happened between here and Byron Bay, the probability of it extending to the Gold Coast is fairly high. But again, it will be based on the numbers when we have that information. Why is it taking so long to get the vaccines Mm. rolled out, especially with frontline health workers, like the nurse and the doctor of the PA are the ones that are kind of the beginnings of this cluster, aren't they? How come they weren't vaccinated? Look, it's a great question. And, and, you know, it's been talked about a lot. Obviously, it's a very challenging logistical undertaking to roll these vaccines out. And we've had lots of supply issues. So, you know, it's, it's generally been tough. But, you know, I, I certainly think we had an opportunity to do better. And if we had, then perhaps we wouldn't be in this situation now. And, you know, I think there were issues with some uh, uh, errors early on and some concern over adverse effects in other countries that, uh, you know, just made it that the people, I guess, were... Uh, made it too complicated because they were worried about those sort of issues when we should have just gotten cracking, really. With the, mm. yeah, I mean, you look at yeah. some countries, their numbers are like so far um, above us that mm. our 40,000 or 50,000, whatever Sue's just mentioned, seems embarrassing by contrast. And some people are saying that one vaccine's better than the other. You've got the Pfizer vaccine or the, <coughs> the other one. Is, like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel, feel like people should be uh, careful about which vaccine they get or are they both the same? Yeah, and not, I mean, they're both great vaccines. And, you know, this was one of the things that complicated it so much and, and spread some doubt was that people were, were um, pursuing a debate as to which was better. And they're both excellent vaccines. And in the end, we just need to have faith in our, mm. in our TGA. And if they've approved one, it's the right one to get. And people should just get whichever one they can get first. When you're right, the, the USA are doing 3 million plus a day. And you know, in Australia, we've got great experience doing, you know, millions of people in a short space of time with our flu rollout. So yeah. I, I do think we could have done better. Is it true that you can't pass COVID on if you're vaccinated? I am keep hearing mixed reports about this. Can you still transfer COVID if you've been vaccinated? You can, but the probability is much less. I mean, these vaccines, the numbers that we talk about, they're the numbers of symptomatic infections. So, you know, the 95% reduction or 82% reduction. And we know they're nearly 100% effective at preventing severe disease and death. But what's really hard to measure is how much it stops people getting infected and how much it stops them being able to pass it on. So we don't have good numbers on that, which is why we don't talk about it as much. But they definitely help with those things. And again, you know, it just goes to show that if we had those people vaccinated and lots more people vaccinated in the community, we just won't need these sort of uh, responses anymore, hopefully. So Mm. when will all of Australia be vaccinated? So the initial target was uh, October. I think it's 
clear we won't make that now. But, you know, I still think we need to be aspirational. If we don't want to have to keep doing things like this, then the, the vaccine rollout is the solution. And, you know, I just think we need to put all of our efforts into getting that where it perhaps should have been from the start and just get everyone vaccinated as quick as we can. Do you, do you think that mask wearing will become the, the new norm? I mean, they've been, I've been thinking about uh, the people of Japan. Uh, big ignorant me. I didn't know that the, the people of Japan were wearing those masks for all those years as a protection for the community around them. They generally wear them, you know, to hold in if they've got a, a cold or a flu. That's mm. a very generous community spirit when you think about it. Yeah. Do you reckon that we will embrace that here in Australia? Look, I, I hope so. I mean, you know, we know the masks themselves are a bit like the vaccine by themselves. They're not the whole solution. But when you add that together as a, a suite of mitigation strategies, it, it certainly makes it much more effective. And, you know, it's a pretty uh, low harm intervention. Some people obviously struggle, of course. But, you know, the more people that wear masks, the less likely we are of having widespread community transmission. So, you know, I think as an added measure, in addition to the vaccine, uh, hand hygiene, social distancing, and, of course, having really high rates of testing so we find all the cases out there, um, using masks will also help. I've, I've got a mask which comes out from the bottom of sunglasses, Paul, and it won't <laughs> fog up the sunglasses. It's a game changer. I'll send you a prototype once it comes out, mate. The stand -by oh, I think you could be onto something now. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Right, I'm going to make a little bit of money on the side out of this deal. <laughs> <laughs> Will they come off all blue glasses specifically? Absolutely blue. A blue one for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, okay. Blue for uh, you. Yeah. I'll definitely take it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Paul. It's a pleasure. Thank you. The Ash Kip Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.